Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, October 27, 2021. Stand up for your country. What does that mean? What does that mean, stand up for your country? So I instituted that slogan about a year and a half ago. At the end of the broadcast and the final thought, I'm going to tell you how it's changed a little bit. And I think you'll find that interesting. So Joe Biden really didn't have anything to do today. He sat in a, a virtual meeting with the East Asia Summit people. That's just a group of nations that are trying to improve their circumstance. And, you know, Biden's there and says a few things and sips some lemonade or whatever he does. So he didn't do much today because of the spending bills, which we'll get to in a moment, which is really chaotic and interesting to me. Rasmussen Daily Tracking Poll, 42% of Americans think Joe's doing a hell of a job, and 57% uh, do not. And let's go to the spending thing. So all day long, the White House, not Biden, but White House emissaries have been talking to Senator Manchin from West Virginia, Senator Cinema from Arizona. And then there's been other people in Claiborne from South uh, Carolina, uh, a few other Congress people, and they're desperate to get some spending bill agreed to before Joe Biden flies off to Rome on Thursday night. Now, it's hard to handicap this stuff. Um, I would be, a, they're not going to have a vote. That's not going to happen. But they may have an agreement in principle before uh, Air Force One takes off for Italy. It's possible. I'll tell you tomorrow, obviously, where we are in it. So there are two bills, all right? There's the trillion-dollar bill, uh, which basically uh, boosts up the infrastructure. There's a lot of pork in it, of course. But that, that's more likely to pass. Uh, there'll be a few Republicans that vote for not not many. Uh, even if none do, the Democrats in the Senate will, and then uh, Vice President Harris break the tie. But it's the big $3.5 trillion spending reconciliation bill, which is just a whole bunch of bull, as we went over yesterday. All it is is massive giveaways. So that's down about one five now, two trillion gone out of that thing. And that is really teed off the far left. All right. The uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her crew, they're furious. Bernie Sanders furious about this. But Manchin and Cinema have driven it down. And now the billionaires' taxes, that's going to go. That's actually unconstitutional because it does uh, carve out individual Americans for taxation. Can't do that. All right, that's not equal justice under the law, as our Constitution says. Okay, so you can't. But nobody's raised that because the corrupt corporate media wanted to pass, and so they're not going to raise that question. But even if it did pass, it would never get in because of the constitutionality of it. But anyway, um, so we're watching this whole thing. I'm not going to analyze it because uh, I don't know what is going to be put forth. I will tell you that even at $1.5 trillion, even at that number down from 3.5, I don't think one Republican is going to vote for that bill in the Senate because it's just a massive giveaway. And we got to stop this here. Hard work, self-reliance has got to come back. That's the last thing the Democrats want. Well, that's where we are in that. So um, I'll just go over this real quickly for you. There is going to be drama on Friday in Rome when Joe Biden meets the Pope. And, and both men are in the risk zone. 
I wrote about that, my message of the day, okay? I hope you read it. Most of you who do read this understand how dangerous this meeting is for Pope Francis and President Obama on Friday. Tomorrow, I'm going to spell all that out, plus the decline of religion in America. That'll be our featured analysis tomorrow. I did it on radio today. If you want to get it in advance, just listen to my radio broadcast on BillOReilly.com. On WABC, you guys get it directly and 300 other stations around the country. So anyway, Biden goes to Europe and he'll meet with the Pope. He'll meet with the Italian uh, prime minister and the president and all of that. And then he's going to go to the G20 conference in Rome. Then he's going to go to Scotland for the global warming conference. And he'll be back next week. He's going to miss uh, Halloween. Um, So this Pope thing is all about abortion. All about abortion. Joe Biden's in big trouble with his own church. Big, B-I-G, trouble. And if Pope Francis doesn't make it an issue, I don't know. Because I'm Catholic. You guys know that. But again, we'll do this uh, tomorrow. I was on Hannity radio program today. Asked me for a prediction of the McAuliffe uh, Youngkin race in Virginia, the gubernatorial race. I said, I told uh, Hannity that I had predicted in July McAuliffe would lose. I stand by that prediction. You want to listen to that? That's posted on BillOReilly.com. Anyway, Biden went yesterday to try to help McAuliffe, who needs all the help he can get. But it wasn't about Glenn Youngkin, the uh, Republican candidate challenger. It wasn't about that. Who was it about? Donald Trump. Roll it. Well, just remember this. I ran against Donald Trump. And Terry is running against an acolyte of Donald Trump. But now he doesn't want to talk about Trump anymore. Well, I do. That's who Donald Trump is. He endorses Donald Trump's bad ideas and bad record. Terry's opponent has made all of his private pledges of loyalty to Donald Trump. And it was the whole thing. It wasn't, hey, McCall's going to be really good for the Commonwealth of Virginia. No, Terry's going to really help you guys out on prices and crazy schools. Yeah, Terry's going to do it. No. On any of that, it was Trump, 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 Trump. Now, that worked in California on the Gavin Newsom recall. It worked. Is it going to work in Virginia? Not with prices going up as fast as they're going up. Not with little girls getting raped in Loudoun County. That Trump thing's not going to work there. So anyway, it could be wrong. I'm, you know, I can't remember the last time I was, but I could be. So that's that. All right. Immigration arrests in the United States have plummeted to the lowest level in 10 years. Why? Because President Biden refuses to enforce immigration law. 72,000 arrests in fiscal 2021, which ended September 30th. All right. That is down from three 122,000 arrests in 2011. Who was president in 2011? Might that be Barack Obama? Barack Obama's administration arrested more illegal immigrants than any other president in U.S. history. Did you know that? Don't think NBC, CBS, ABC is going to report that. Don't think you're going to get it. So from 322,000, it's now down 
to 72,000 because Joe Biden will not enforce immigration law. Now, I told Hannity today, again on the radio, that that is an impeachable offense. And I'll go over that tomorrow as well. So if the Republicans win back the House one year from now, don't be surprised to see another impeachment. Gender equity. Oh, you know, I just right here, is it a pain right here whenever I have to report stories like this? So the Biden administration released the country's first ever national strategy to achieve gender equity and equality. Okay. All right. So now um, there is a national strategy to do this. It's a 42-page plan, and there's a gender equity czarina. Her name is Catherine Lehman. She's in charge, making sure that women have everything men have. Uh, Maybe I rephrased that the wrong way. I phrased it the right. I don't know. All I know is this divides the country, right? You pit black against white, man against woman. Uh, But Joe Biden, he's woke. He is as woke as woke can be. But that's not going to help him when people add up their Thanksgiving dinner bill. All right. Now, this time last year, all right, Prices for Thanksgiving dinner under Donald Trump were the lowest in 10 years. All right. But according to the American Farm Bureau, this year, just 365 days. All right. The highest going to have the highest ever, the most expensive holiday in history, according to the American Farm Bureau. Turkey is up 25 cents a pound. You got a big family. Okay. What else is up? Everything. Beef, poultry, eggs, baked goods, cranberry sauce, on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Everything. And Butterball is saying, you better get that turkey now because we're not going to have enough turkeys. So my job to report. Now, once all food, everything you buy in the grocery store, all right, is up 4.5% year to year. Everything. That's the average. Some stuff's up way, way more. Some stuff that's said. In addition to that, they don't tell you this, but the packages are smaller. So you used to buy Cheerios or Frosted Flakes, used to get a certain amount. They cut that down by 25%. So they don't have to raise the prices so much. But they don't tell you that. So the Farm Bureau isn't analyzing that. They're only analyzing how much price is going up. So we're getting hosed every direction. That is going to ruin the Biden administration. Because once the pain seeps into your house and you know who's at fault. Now, the 35% of fanatical left-wing people in this country, they're never going to apply it to Joe Biden. But the 65%, the other voters, will. Okay, cancel culture update. So Halloween, shaky. The far left doesn't like it. 
not exactly sure why they don't like it, because they are scary themselves. And so they should like Halloween. I mean, George Soros, really scary. I am trick-or-treating as George Soros. Right? I got Monopoly money. I'm going to throw it all over the place. I'm going to wear a Soros mask. going to go. I don't think anybody's going to give me any candy for that. I mean, I'll probably get assassinated. Anyway, um, I'll give you the stats in a moment on Halloween. But I want to bring you back to 2004 when the progressive left attacked Christmas. So you all remember I was on the factor. I saw this going on in some department stores. The employees were being ordered not to say Merry Christmas. And I, your humble correspondent, said enough. We're not going to do this. So put it on the screen. This is the first salvo, December 7, 2004. This is what I said on the air. All over the country, Christmas is taking flack. In Denver this past weekend, no religious floats were permitted in the holiday parade there. In New York City, Mayor Bloomberg unveiled the holiday tree. And no Christian Christmas symbols are allowed in the public schools. Federated department stores, that's Macy's, have done away with the Christmas greeting, Merry Christmas. I said that on December 7, 2004. And then subsequently, we fought a war against these secular people trying to remove Christmas from the American culture. We won that war. It took a little while, but we won. Roll the tape. You talk bad. about uh, the war on Christmas. Yeah. You're sort of the Paul Revere for the war on Christmas. We won the war on you Christmas. You won, so it's we official. Won. Christmas right. is fine. And this made is it. true. This is the only year, I've been doing this about 10 years, the only year we have not had a store that commanded its employees not to say Merry Christmas. It's over. We won. Congratulations. Anybody can say Merry Christmas if they want to. They don't have to. Yeah. I'm not like scowling. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing like that. But but I'm very happy. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. But you got to be careful now. Why? Because uh, Patton won, too, and then and the car thing happened. Right. So you just that be watch be, out. That's, that's true. I might yeah. have just fulfilled my obligation on Earth. <laughs> right. And this could be my last appearance just anyway. Just keep your head on a swivel. Congratulations All on right. winning the war on Christmas, and thank you so much All for right, being here. All right. So that was Seth Meyers when Seth was sane. I don't know what happened to him. I used to like going on his program. I mean, we had a lot of laughs. Same thing with Kimmel and Letterman. You know the Letterman history. And I never had a problem with Fallon, but now they're all nuts. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I wish I could speak to them. I would straighten them out. Anyway, one of my allies uh, on the war on Christmas was John Gibson, and he's standing by. I'll get to him in a minute, but I want to set up Halloween. Um, in Melrose, Massachusetts, nice town, a suburb of Boston, 10 miles outside of Commonwealth Avenue, uh, they said, no, no, you can't have uh, kids aren't going to be able to celebrate uh, Halloween in the Melrose Public School District because some kids can't afford costumes, which is a bunch of garbage. We all know that's crap. I mean, my parents never bought me a costume. We made a costume. I right? a little devil. You put a little ears on. You got a little red thing. You go out. You're the devil. Put a little stuff on your face, whatever it may be. So this is garbage. And then the same thing happened in Seattle. Um, the pumpkin parade at the Benjamin Franklin Day Elementary School canceled, all right, because the racial equity team at the school said, no, 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 can't have Halloween. East Landing, Michigan, East Lansing, Michigan, can't have Halloween or Valentine's Day celebration, Valentine's Day celebrations in the school. And it's on and on and on and on and on. It's across the country, from Boston to Seattle with East Lansing in between. So what the deuce is happening? So here is the aforementioned John Gibson, former Fox News analyst. He's coming to us from Valley View, Texas. He is the author. He's a novelist now. So Gibson's a novelist, all right? 
And his latest book is O.J.'s Knife, A Mickey Judge Mystery. Wow. Now, I'm going to read Gibson's book. I have not read it. And then we'll have him back on. That's a little ominous, that cover there, Gibson. That, that's a good Halloween cover. So anyway, you were, you were my ally, and you wrote a book uh, called The War on Christmas, How the Liberal Plot to Ban the Sacred Christian Holiday is Worse Than You Thought in 2006. Can you apply what was happening back then to the Halloween stuff now? Sure. I, I mean, I think what they're doing is chipping away, Bill, uh, at one, uh, one tradition after another, trying to take us down to year zero, eliminate all these things, and institute a, a cultural world of their own, of their own making. I don't even know what it is, but I suspect uh, you and I wouldn't recognize it. And this Halloween is under attack right now because it's the next one up. Uh, earlier in the month, it was Columbus Day. Before that, it was the 4th of July. Before that, Christmas, etc. And they keep chipping away at these things, trying to eliminate them. Look, it, it, to some degree, they're successful. I, I, I noticed in the latest YouGov uh, survey about Halloween, uh, African-Americans are the largest group opposed to Halloween in this country. And so little by little, they, they are making inroads uh, to a future world that uh, you and I wouldn't recognize, and we can hardly even predict what it is they have in mind. Did that YouGov thing say why some African Americans oppose Halloween? Well, it, you get the impression that uh, some African Americans think it's too expensive to go out and buy all that candy and hand it out, uh, and uh, and you know too expensive to you know, make up a fancy costume for their kids. Uh, they didn't get it. I can't believe that. I, I just can't believe it. I, I know a lot of African-Americans. Their kids love Halloween. I mean, yeah. you know, it what is this? What is this? India? Are we living in India? That's what they want you to believe. We're living in India where the people don't have enough money all right, to give their kid a, a little costume and to give people Snickers one day a year. It's insane. This is a lie. It's not. I don't think there's one human being in the country that can't afford Halloween. Not one. Maybe the homeless people who don't have a door you can go to to trick a tree. You got to go to the tent or under the bridge. I don't know. Um, but this is just insane. I think what it is, John, is an attack on American tradition. As you pointed out, that's true. But it's trying to say to a certain segment of Americans, whatever your country embraces, no matter what it is, is bad because the progressive socialist movement has to convince the majority of Americans that this country is awful and everything has to change. I think that's the overarch on it. I do too. I mean, that's exactly, this goes back to the 1619 project and CRT and all of that that they're trying to teach in school. America is bad. Let's start with the foundational premise that uh, American history is a history of bad people doing bad things, and they're mostly white. And now we're going to start all over and build new traditions. Once again, I don't know exactly what they are. I suspect they're collectivist. I suspect that uh, we've we've seen uh, hints of it in the past, uh, and I suspect they don't even really know. Maybe they don't. It's based on Mao. Mao's cultural yeah, sure. uh, rev right. revolution yeah. in China wiped out. Every vestige of Chinese history, and Chinese has rich history, 
They just wiped it all off the map. And then they just put in what they wanted. So we'll have a Karl Marx Day, an Ocasio-Cortez celebration, a Bernie Sanders Day, a Che Day. That rhymes. We'll have a Che Day. We'll all run around in little berets uh, and uh, try not to get shot in Bolivia. So I want to ask you a question. Now that I have you here, because I haven't talked to you in a long time, and we're glad you're doing well down in Texas. Um, Do you watch cable news? You're one of the pioneers along with me and all of that. Do you watch it now? Do I have to confess? Yeah, go ahead. I don't. So you don't, across the board, you don't watch it? No, I mean, I so often I check in, but I do not watch it daily as I did for years. And Why not? And, Why don't you watch? Well, because no matter what side we're talking about, they're so predictable. I turn it on and I say, well, I, I heard this last week. If I watched yesterday, I would have heard it then. And it, it just goes on and on and on. And, uh, you know, I take blood pressure medicine. I don't need it to go up anymore. <laughs> uh, so, no, I don't watch. I've been so watching that bottom day. line, you think it's boring? Yeah. That's what yeah. I've been saying. I've been saying that the re- everybody thinks it's ideology. And no. I, don't, I don't think it's ideology. I think it's just bloody boring, as they would say in the British Isles. Because, Repetitive boring. Yeah, I, I, right. I mean, I try on this broadcast every day and on my radio broadcast to bring in new things. I mean, nobody's going to do the war on Halloween, the war on Christmas with John Gibson. Nobody's going to no. do that. And I got no. another story coming up after you that no one will do. But yeah. I try to be, and I try to bring some entertainment into it. All right. Not just a pound and pound and pound on whatever ideology of the day is. Um, so I think you're right. Um, but we're glad you're healthy. We're la- glad you're living well out there in Texas. And uh, I'm, I'm going to bring you back from time to time, if you don't mind. I'd love it. Thank you. Okay. The book again is OJ's Knife. Get it on Amazon. A Mickey Judge Mystery. Okay. Let's go to kids and COVID vax. So it might be available for the urchins ages 5 to 11 next week. It's not going to be mandated by the Biden administration or most states, California. But even here in New York, parents will rebel if there are children mandates for COVID vax. Vax is going to be there. All right. So you as a parent, in conjunction, I hope, with your pediatrician, will decide. There are some COVID cases among children 5 to 11, but not many. It's zero, zero, zero point one percent. So would I have my kids vaxxed five to 11? No. Too many things happening in the growth area. I don't think it's necessary. It's not like the measles or the mumps or uh, polio. Uh, COVID doesn't affect children that much. That's the science. So while there's going to be a mini hysteria, I don't, I'd be shocked if the Biden administration already on the rocks comes out and says, hey, if you don't get your kid vaccinated, he can't, he or she can't go to school. That's the end. I don't think they'll do it. At the Western Michigan University, they banned student athletes from playing unless they were vaxxed. Federal judge said, can't do it. So now WMU says, all right, 
Student athletes have to wear masks and take regular COVID tests. So the federal government's coming in and says, no, that's going to continue. United Airlines losing $1.4 million every two weeks because it placed unvaccinated pilots on paid leave and they don't have enough pilots. So $700,000 every week United Airlines losing. In New York City, Friday is the VAX deadline for the cops and the fire. You're not vaxxed, you can't work. Friday. So the criminals are, I love this. Because, see, there is no mandate on criminals, gang members, drug addicts, to get vaxxed. Okay, you could slip the vax in the hypodermic instead of the heroin and kind of get it in. You could probably do that. But there's no mandate. But the cops, if I think it's 25% of them in New York City aren't vaxxed, if they don't show up for work, already the city's overrun by crime. And the same thing in Chicago. So we're following that. All right, here's a story no one else will do, and, and you can participate in this story. So you know the guy Prince, rock uh, icon Prince. Um, he put on the best halftime Super Bowl show I ever saw, and I'm not a Prince fan. Okay, I'm not a Prince fan. He was phenomenal at that halftime show. So uh, Prince is a pop icon. There's no doubt about it. So now, Amy Klobuchar, the senator from Minnesota, the Democrat, and others, want to give Prince the Congressional Gold Medal. All right. So what's the Congressional Gold Medal? It is Congress's highest expression of national appreciation for distinguished achievements. And over the years beginning in 1776, 163 Americans, 161 Americans, two foreign-born, have been awarded the Congressional Gold Medal. Here are some of them who have gotten the gold medal. George Washington, Andrew Jackson, Ulysses Grant, Walt Disney, Winston Churchill, John Wayne, Frank Sinatra, Rosa Parks, Pope John Paul II, Ronald and Nancy Reagan. They all got the medal. Okay. So we can debate this on whether they were worthy of getting it. Frank Sinatra, after re-killing the mob, I don't know if you would vote in favor of Frank. And I hope you do re-killing the mob. Um, Jackson, tough on the Native Americans, did some good things, very tough. Uh, Otherwise, the names uh, are pretty good. So... I then started to look at the achievements, because that's what this is based on, distinguished achievements of Prince. And uh, he, when he died, was worth $163 million. Pretty good. 47 Billboard Hot 100 singles, 19 top-selling albums. All right? So he was born Prince Rogers Nelson, 1958, 5'2", Jehovah's Witness, And he died on April 21st, 2016, of a fentanyl overdose. So Prince was a drug addict. You just don't take fentanyl. It's the most dangerous drug on the planet, unless you are a person who thinks they can cheat the devil 
and knows about narcotics. Okay, fentanyl, that puts you in the ground. And that's what happened to Prince. So the question then becomes, should he get the Congressional Gold Medal? Now, Amy Klobuchar, she says yes, put, put the reason. Here's Amy's reason. Like so many, I grew up with Prince's music. I was always proud to say he was from Minnesota. The world is a whole lot cooler. I don't think she's talking global warming there. I think it's just a slang expression, cooler, but maybe I'm wrong. Because Prince was in it. He touched our hearts, opened our minds, and made us want to dance, unquote. So, (laughs) excuse me, because Prince made Amy Klobuchar want to dance, and I'm trying to picture that in my mind, he should get the Congressional Gold Medal. I'm saying no. I'm not a good Prince. Again, I I loved his halftime show, but I'm saying no. So what we've done here, because I want to know if I'm crazy or whatever, BillOReilly.com has polls. So that's the poll question. Should Prince get the Congressional Gold Medal? Yes or no? And we would like the millions of people who watch me to go to BillOReilly.com. You don't have to be a premium concierge member. Anybody can vote in these polls, okay, and say yes or no. And then write me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Tell me why. Am I being too harsh on on Prince? Maybe. I'd, I'd like to hear your opinion. Okay. So that's where we are there. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. This day in history, one of my favorite days in history ever, October 27th, 1787, 234 years ago today. What happened? The Federalist Papers is published in support of the newly signed Constitution. Now, that sounds boring, doesn't it? What do you mean? Come on, O'Reilly. We want a better this day in history than that. No, no. Okay, New York wouldn't ratify the Constitution for a variety of reasons. Remember, New York was a Tory, pro-British stronghold. They didn't want it. But most of the other colonies that became states said, yeah, we want this constitution. So Alexander Hamilton, James Madison, and John Jay, John Jay a New Yorker, they wrote the Federalist Papers, but they didn't want their names attached to it. So it was written under the pseudonym of Publius, P-U-B-L-I-U-S, and then it went out. 
And they were so eloquent, the Federalist Papers, that it convinced New York and all the other states to ratify the Constitution, which is why we have the freedoms to do a poll on Prince. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. So that happened today. The Federalist Papers were put out October 27, 1787. Good mail segment. Um, and then we will uh, do the final thought of the day about Stand Up For Your Country. But first, I want to tell you that our Christmas store is open. And the importance of this is you're not going to get a lot of the stuff you want to give as gifts for Christmas. But we have everything for you. So we start off with the Christmas ornaments. All right. God bless America. Three packs. Now, this is a fabulous, inexpensive gift. I'd buy like 20 of these. All right. Give them out because everybody's going to love them. Then we have this bundle thing. All right. It's called a gift bundle. Now, if you buy a gift certificate, a premium membership gift certificate, which you can give to anybody you want, and they will, I think, like this broadcast, then you get an O'Reilly book of your choice free. If it's a concierge member gift certificate, get a signed book. Five, do you regret your 2020 vote yet? Stickers and the ornaments. That's the bundle. So you give a gift of concierge or premium membership to BillOReilly.com. You can keep all the other stuff, which is great. All right. So that's what we have. And uh, when writing to us, no, I'll do the word of the day after the mail. Okay, let's do it that way. We'll be back in a moment. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's go to the mail. Uh, Jeffrey on the message board at BillOReilly.com. Jen Psaki, it's true. She's effective. She is spewing complete BS, and at least half the country is buying it. I don't know about half the country anymore. You know, that approval rating's dropped pretty fast. Robert, Psaki may be delivering the party line, but the American public can see right through the BS. Some of them. Some of them don't want to see. You know, you know, people like that, they don't want to know the truth. Alan, I like Jen Psaki. Watching her try to spin this hot spew mess of an administration is better than any SNL skit. Robin, Bill, you nailed it when you call Jen Psaki the minister of propaganda. That's exactly what she is. And that's what she's paid to be. Not her fault. Well, it is. She took the job. But, you know, come on. Jeffrey, Bill, you really nailed the Bruce and Barack show. What are they complaining about? I don't get it. I don't either. It's a podcast, and now they got a book. Barack Obama, Bruce Springsteen. 
beyond me. Alice, thanks for analyzing and reporting on the Barack Bruce show. I couldn't figure out what their message is and why they are doing this. Of course, it's because they're bored and like the publicity. Maybe. That could be it. Chad Coffey, normal. Uh, is it normal or normal? Illinois. Don't know. What is the status of the remain in Mexico policy after the federal judge ruled it must be reinstated? It's reinstated, but the Biden administration doesn't enforce anything at the border. Nothing. We're going to do that tomorrow. All right. Um, it's not enforcing. It's there. George Alvarez, Miami, Florida. If the proposed $3.5 trillion spending bill passes, um, would the funds be applied over 10 years? Yes. Can a new Congress overturn it? Yes. All right. So the midterms a year from now, the Congressional Review Act gives any new Congress the right to overturn previous spending. There you go. Good question. It's been used 17 times, by the way. The Congressional Review Act. Jonathan Station, Naples, Florida. Bill, what major legislation has the Biden administration passed? They did do the infrastructure bill in the summer and the COVID relief bill. Leo Lainez, Miami, Florida. Please give your thoughts on natural immunity, antibodies from infection, recovery. I tested positive for COVID. I still have the antibodies. Yeah, that'll defend you. That'll protect you, antibodies. But it's impossible for the governments, local, state, and federal, to go around and look at everybody's medical records, Leo. That's why the VAX is used as a litmus test. Uh, Paul, I've disagreed with you before, O'Reilly, but your premise of the root cause of Biden's terrifying performance is better than I thought it would be. (laughs) I think that's a compliment for Paul. I thought that he was diminished to the point where he could be controlled by the radical left, but you nailed the root cause of it all, namely as no foundational principles. He is a man of no seasons, President Biden. That's my patented description of him. Avi Geldworth, Brooklyn, New York. When you sign autographs, O'Reilly, and take pictures with fans, it's an act of gratitude, not kindness, as you put it. You are thanking the people who made you a man of wealth. That's true, Avi. I am very grateful, and I said that. I said it's a compliment that people ask me for pictures and autographs. Now, Paul McCartney apparently doesn't feel that way. All right, so me and the Mecca disagree. But what the kindness element is, it's sometimes that's hard to do. All right, sometimes I'm on the run. Sometimes there are tons of people, and, you know, it's hard. So I'm with my family or whatever it may be. But I always do it. But the kindness comes in 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 that circumstance. John Provenzano, Wichita, Kansas, a fantastic interview with President Trump. And if you haven't seen it, post on BillOReilly.com. Can't wait to see both of you in Dallas. And I I had a a letter. Is it mask requirement? No, not in Florida or in uh, Texas for the Trump shows. Put them on the screen real fast because this is really uh, turning out to be a very, very key tour for the next presidential election. So you can see us on December 11th at the FLA Live Arena in Sunrise, Florida. That's Lauderdale. December 12th, Amway Center, Orlando. December 18th, Toyota Center, Houston. December 19th, Dallas American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. 
And, you know, I know there are people traveling and look, we're going to make it as easy as it can. There's security. Everybody will be protected. Uh, the president will be protected. I'll be protected. But we're going to make it easy and everybody's going to have a great time. So get those tickets on Ticketmaster at the arenas themselves or BillOReilly.com. We'll put you right over to the box office of your choice. Word of the day, do not be megalomaniacal. Ooh, that's a big one. M-E-G-A-L-O-M-A-N-I-A-C-A-L. Megalomaniacal. When writing to BillOReilly.com. All right, back with the final thought in a moment. So, we have the uh, stand-up for your country. And we have the, the stuff, too. You can get it for Christmas. Um, and I did this a year and a half ago. I started it on June 29, 2020. And I said, quote, if you don't believe your country is noble, you are my enemy. So I kind of cast it in a negative way. And I'm glad I did. It's a powerful statement, stand up for your country. Now, liberals can stand up for your country. Okay? Liberals who want to improve the country or conservatives or independents who want to improve things because we need improvements here. We do. And you want to improve it to make America even more noble? Right on. You're standing up for your country. So this isn't a litmus political ideological thing. This is the thing that pits those of us who understand the greatness of America and how it got this way. The sacrifices, I mentioned the Federalist Papers, the Constitution. We understand the evolution of history brought us to a place where we are the most powerful democracy that has ever existed on this planet. And now we have an element, a progressive socialist element, that wants to destroy the whole thing. So I'm imploring you to stand up for your country to get the signs and the mat and the mugs and the stickers. And that the more people that understand that our republic and the nobility of America has to be fought for now, we are in a social civil war. We have to fight. And this slogan, stand up for your country, is the rallying cry. Now, nobody else is doing this. The mistake that all the other media commentators are making is they're steeped in ideology. We are not. You know that. We are not. We are steeped in America is the greatest country ever. Here's how it was formed. That's, those are the killing books. That's why I wrote them. Here's what happened. And here's what we knew to make it better. Because we always have solutions. Well, this is what our movement is here. So we want you to stand up for your country. We want you to spread the word. Give those premium and concierge memberships for Christmas gifts. Let's, let's really step it up because we need it now. And you know we need it. And we'll see you tomorrow.